You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Thank you. We thank you. We bless your name. Lift up your two hands, Father. We pray and we ask for a blessing today, Lord. May we be blessed. May we be helped. May we be strengthened, Lord. Let there be encouragement, Lord. Let there be light in every area of darkness. I dismiss all pockets of darkness. Of the lives of your people, Lord. Let there be light, O God. Let there be revelation, Lord. Let your your word pierce into every darkness and into every hole and every pocket, Lord. Heal that we may be healed. Save that we may be saved. Deliver that we may be delivered, O God. Thank you for your blessing this evening. Thank you, Lord, for the blessed opportunity. We are so glad to be in your presence. We are so glad to be in your house. Be praised and be glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Say a big amen. Say an even bigger amen. Okay. God bless you. Take your seats in his presence. Okay, ready to hear the word? Okay, Matthew chapter 13, and we are sharing on the parables of Jesus, okay? Okay, Matthew 13, Matthew 13, Matthew 13, and then um, today we want to talk very quickly, um, because our time is gone, we're enjoying the, we're enjoying the music. We're not enjoying the double music. Enjoy it, yes. I actually feel the choir will sing one more song today. Yes. Uh, yes. It's just a feeling that I have. So, I don't know. They can do it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, why not? You also have the same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I feel they'll sing one more song. So, yes. Okay. So, Matthew 13. Are you there? And um, verse number 33. Another short parable. But I believe there are many things to learn. You know, the parables do say a lot of things. They speak a lot of things. And it's actually meant, it's actually meant for people who are serious and people who want to learn about God's kingdom. And um, the things that God has for us that are not said plainly. Are not said plainly. You know, you, 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 you keep, you keep secret things for for special people. Yes, you share, you share secret things with special people. You know, and, uh, and God has secrets. This Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord. And then Jesus also said that nobody knows about his return except the Father. 
Not even the angels in heaven. Not even the angels in heaven. Yes, it's a secret. Wow. Yes. So, so there are secrets in this life. In case you think there are no secrets, there are secrets in this life. And the secrets belong to some people. When God reveals something to you, that's why it's even called a revelation. It's not, it's not something that you just pick up from. Normal talking, normal chatting, normal discussion. So Jesus chose to speak plainly on some subjects and then he, and then on some subjects, he chose to speak in parables. And then when he was even introducing parables once, he said, he said to the people, which I think we read last week that, you see, to you it's been given, but to them, seeing they see, hearing they, seeing they can't see and hearing they can't hear. They can't understand. It's like you are hearing something, but you don't understand what is being said. So, so that, that is, that is the importance of parables to know that as soon as the, the, the revelations and the wisdom and the things that are contained in the parables are unlocked to you, you are promoted. Your life gets better. And your life is more blessed. So parables are very important. You have to pray to actually understand what he's saying and what is being said. Okay, so uh, Matthew 13 and verse 33 says that another parable spake he unto them. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is like unto living. Do you know living? Living is like yeast. Those of you who can bake. How many of you can bake? How many sisters can bake? You are, you are. You never know. Once you lift up your hand, you get a beloved. Yes. Because some of the brothers are looking for bakeries. Not bakers, bakeries. Yes. 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 Would you like to have a wife who can bake? Yeah. You get some You get some Lemon and poppy seed muffins To, to have a To have a To have a cup of tea with On a Saturday at 4pm Yes Tea time Tea time Yes tea time It's not everyday banku Why? Yes. So I was asking, I was just asking a simple question, how many sisters can bake? Yes. Okay. And how many brothers can bake? Oh, brothers, speak the truth. Are you sure? You can all bake. <laughs> For the sea. <laughs> I'll go and check it. <laughs> I'll go and check what you have baked. <laughs> yes, so. If, if, if you, if you are into baking, then you must have, um, encountered yeast and how it works. Then you must, you must have, you must, you must even know the order in which things are put in, especially when you're going to use yeast because there are some things if you put and it comes into contact with the yeast, it deactivates, it deactivates it. Yes. Yes. So, no, you say you can bake. <laughs> you say you can bake. Now you are saying, wow. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think one of the things that can deactivate yeast is water. Yes. You can just kill it off. Yeah, before you realize it's not, it's not, it's not working. 
Yeah, so there's an order that you are told to put your things in. You have to follow the uh, um, bakers, people who can bake. Uh, if I went, when you go to some interviews, I don't know whether you've been to an interview before, but you go to some interviews, uh, one of the questions you could be asked is that, do you know how to bake? Yes. The reason why the reason why you'll be asked that question at an interview is that you are looking for someone who pays attention to detail. Yes. Someone who pays attention to detail, someone who respects the details and the instructions. That's why someone I mean I don't know, it depends on your who you you've met though, but if the person knows about this, you if you like you can you can check it out. You said people who know how to bake and can bake are people who pay attention to detail. Yes, because baking is not something you just do. Just you just throw in some flour, throw in some butter, throw in some this. No, 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 no. no. A lot of people think that's how it, it works. Yes, a lot of people think that's how it works. Yes, someone someone was uh, um, could make normal normal bread, you know, normal bread. Not, I mean, like normal bread. And then one day, this person decided that, look, I want like sweet bread, bread that is more sugary. So decided just to throw in more sugar. And the whole mixture, as, as the person kept looking at it in the oven, the whole mixture just became like water. It became, it became like, like pudding. Yes. Because that is not, you don't just add more sugar, then it becomes sweet. A lot of other things come have to be adjusted. You see, but he didn't adjust anything else. He just said about bread, normal bread, and then more sugar means sweet. The bread will become sweet. But it wasn't like that. It doesn't work like that. So when you are into baking, you will discover that that's why they have all these measuring things, measuring spoons, measuring things that you know. Uh, uh, when you watch these people who like talking about cooking on YouTube and these places, there, there, there are some people. They say. Two tablespoons of oil, but meanwhile they are pouring the oil. <laughs> yes. Yes. They are very dangerous people. <laughs> yes. They said, they said, two tablespoons of oil, but you see, you see her holding a bottle, they just pour it. They say, yeah, that's roughly two, two, two spoons. That's like a bucket to me. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Let's go back to our verse. Yes, let's go back to our verse. So the woman took, is the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took, okay, and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. Verse 34 says that all these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable speak he not unto them. And then verse 35 says that that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. So back to verse 33. Are you appreciating parables? Yes. He's fulfilling scripture. That's why he chose to um, speak to them in parables. He says that the kingdom of heaven is like unto living which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was living. Now, now, one of the things that, or the main thing, the main thing that I want you to understand, even after this statement, we can close the service, is that the kingdom of, of heaven, um, your life, you see, your life, your Christianity, your, your, the church, your basenta, 
your basenta. Uh, those of you who are basenta leaders, your basenta, your the things that you do is based on and um, its success is based more on unseen, unseen, unseen power than visible power. You have to understand that that's how the kingdom of God works. That's how the kingdom of God works. It works based more on unseen things than seen and visible things. So when you see, when you see a church, when you see a church growing and you are wondering, where did all these people come from? Where do they all come from? Can you answer where they came from? You can answer where they came from. You can tell where they've come from. So the, the thing that is drawing them and making them come and come around is an unseen thing. So you have to, you have to learn from today. You have to learn about those unseen powers and the unseen things and respect it and know that that is what I therefore need. If I say I am a basenta leader, if I say I'm a pastor, if I say I'm a shepherd, if I say I'm a leader, whatever I'm doing as a Christian, even your Christian, your individual Christian life, you have to know that it's very much dependent on this living. It's dwell on this level, which affects the whole the whole lamp until it is leavened, until it has taken a full effect. But it's not seen. When when you see when you see the cake, the bread, whatever you are baking, when you see it rising, it's like magic. It's like magic. You wonder. So what is happening? Especially when you try and it doesn't rise. When yours become flat, because unleavened bread, there's unleavened bread, which is flat. Very, very, very flat, and, and, and so it, it can be chewy when it's not done well. I mean, it's, yes, it's not easy. Flat, so those, those are unleavened bread. When the bread is leavened, it rises. It becomes, it becomes bigger than its, its normal self. It expands. And you wonder that, you ask yourself that, what kind of chemical reactions are taking place? Because chemical reactions are taking place that is causing it to rise. Just as, just as, just as you go and eat something, before you realize the money, your tummy is bloated. How many of you have had a bloated tummy before? And you are wondering, you are wondering what is going on in there. Pray you never sit next to somebody on the train who has, uh, who has such problems. <laughs> yes. So, so you, you have to learn and understand that there are unseen things and seeing things in the kingdom of God and in the house of God and in your Christianity your relationship with God as a whole there and seeing things that are always at play it's always working they are working and they work they work to cause changes they, they work it's what when you see when you see you see that's why that's why um, that man said to Jesus um, whatever his name is he said to Jesus no man can do these things Except God be with him. You see, he must have an understanding of principles of the kingdom. 
That's why he would say, because others were criticized. Others, when they got the chance to say that this is God working, they would say, you are drunk. You are this. You have a demon. You have a devil. Satan is working through you. They are attributing things to all sorts of other things. But someone just said, look, no man can do these things except God be with you. It's like, if God is with you, it will work. Is that what we can see physically is due to an unseen force and an unseen power that is at work in you. May God work in your life. So, the first thing that I want us to see today, you know, it's um, Luke chapter 17 and verse 21. Luke 17 verse 21. It says that neither shall they say lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. So God's power is also working in you. The change, the change that you see in yourself is the power of God. It's not like it's here. Or is there? Let's go and look for it. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of the kingdom of God. God is working. God is doing something. It's operating. It's operating in the saints, and it is seen in the saints. So, so the first thing I want to say to you is that God Himself brings about changes. God Himself brings about changes. God Himself. God Himself brings about changes. Just as you, you hear some you hear testimonies, you hear somebody has a very bizarre life. I mean, when you see the life the person had and what the person is doing now, I mean, it's like you, you, can't, you, you, you ask yourself, how does it work? Why is it working? How does such a change, how does such a change occur? You see, many people, many people still living in wickedness, living in sin, living all sorts of lifestyles are living that lifestyle because they feel there's no hope. Because they have not been told about the hope in Christ. That Christ in you, the hope of glory. They haven't heard about Christ in you, the hope of glory. They haven't heard about that thing. So they feel it's a useless situation. It's a useless situation. It's like, what, how, how can I come out of this trap? I might as well continue with it. I might as well continue with it. So when the saints of God take it upon themselves... And declare, say that look, we will share this glorious hope that we have found, this glorious thing that we have come into, and they take it upon themselves to share it with the world. You minister hope to people. You give people a chance to live a life they have not lived. You give people a chance to live a better life, a better life and a more blessed life. Than to live, than to live, than to allow people to live and continue living as though life and the world is absolutely hopeless. Because Christ in you, the hope, it is the hope of glory. And when, when you get Christ in you, when Christ is in you, nobody understands how he's changing what he's doing. Do you know what the yeast does for the bread to rise? Do you know? You can't. You, you, you don't know. I also don't know. I also don't know. We all don't know how it works, but we know that when you put this thing, you just put small amount in the thing. Everything is different. 
Christ in you as well. Christ in you. So he said, he said, the kingdom of God, it's not that you travel somewhere and go and find it. Or oh, the kingdom of God is here. Or oh, the kingdom of God is there. Or oh, the kingdom of, sometimes you hear people, um, it's like, I think it's a, it must be a charismatic joke. They, they say, I mean, you, maybe you invite somebody, somebody is visiting, you tell the person, come and say hello. They say, okay, I bring you, I bring you greetings from this place where God lives. Wow. You know, yes, I mean, it's like, yes, yeah, like God lives there, then he visits other places, everything like that. It's, it's like, it's like a charismatic joke. But the truth is that God is in you. God is in you. When you give your, your life to him, then he comes into the place, into you. To work in you, Christ in you. <laughs> yes, Christ in you. The hope of glory. Lo, there, lo, here. No, the kingdom of God is in you. So now, see, see this passage that um, Paul also wrote. I'm telling you, the, fir- the first point I'm making here is that God Himself causes the change. So in 1st Corinthians chapter 3 The kingdom of God is like 11 1st Corinthians chapter 3 And um, um, verse number 6 The scripture says that I have planted He said this poor He said I have planted Apollos has watered But God gave the increase So you are a basenta leader. I am a pastor. We are all working. We are all doing something. You do follow up. This one's do visitation. This one does this. This one does this. Everybody seems to be doing something. But the outcome of your efforts is by God. It's by God. You have to remember that. It's by God. It's by God. After everything you have done, everything you have organized, everything you have arranged, all the effort, even, even you, even you, that's what I say, even you, to take interest in someone and say, I'm following this person up like, like a lion chasing an antelope. And say that, like, till I get this person, till I get this soul established in God. You try, even you, that, that desire, that desire. It's from God. Because everybody hasn't got it. Everybody hasn't got passion. Passion to look for souls. Passion to chase souls. Passion to establish souls. Everybody hasn't got it. You would think, you would think everybody who is called a Christian or a believer feels like, feels like more people should be saved or more people should be in the church. Whichever way you want to look at it. But everybody doesn't have it. No, 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 no. Everybody hasn't got it. And it tells you that perhaps the measure of the spirit in us and how some people have successfully deactivated the yeast in them. So they are round but they are unleavened bread. They are flat. Flat bread. Have you, have you watched the movie Flatliners? You have, yes. Flatliners. Yes. Flatliners mean that you are dying, you are dead. Yes. The life is finishing. When, when you see, when you meet believers who have become flatliners, immediately you see that, no, there's no life here. No, the life is finishing here. 
No, something is going out here. No, there's a problem here. Because the yeast is being deactivated. The living is being quenched. So he's saying here, you, you may sit so I can see those who are sitting. Or so that those who are sitting can see me. He says that I, I have planted, I have planted churches. Apollos has visited and watered them. He has taught them. Apollos, Apollos was an excellent teacher of the word. Yes. It's in the scriptures. He was, he, was, he, was, he was a master teacher of the word of God. Yes, he was a major teacher of the word of God. That's Apollos. He can teach them. He can break the word down. Yes. Apollos was known for word. He was into word. Yes. Yes. If the person gave you showing the verses is kind enough, they'll find that, that verse for you, for you. Yes. You see that you see that Apollos was a teacher. Yes. A, te- a, teach- a teacher that's like they've not even seen a teacher like that before. Yes. So he said that he has plan- he plants the churches. He's into apostolic work. He plants the churches. Then Apollos waters. Yes. He was mighty in the word, isn't it? They found it. Okay. Yes. Yes. A certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man, a mighty in the scriptures. <laughs> Came to him. This Apollos. Yes. This Apollos. Yes. He was mighty in the scriptures. I'm telling you. Mm, mighty in the word. He was a teacher of the word, I'm telling you. You get to scriptures, Apollos will, so he came and he came to water because he had skill, he had the word. Yes. May you also be mighty in the scriptures. Yes. Yes. When your name is mentioned, I don't know what the, 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 will, be, will be said about you. What you are mighty in. But you see, after all that, he said that, but God gave the increase. But God gave the increase. But God gave the increase. It was God. Join the planting and the watering. It's as if you can't see God. It's as if God isn't there. It's as if, because God is a spirit. It's as if God is not there. It's as if God is not involved. But when God is involved, he gives the increase. God will increase your basenta. Yes. God will multiply your constituency. Yes. God gave the increase. So that there is someone who gives the increase. But you can't see him. When things are being planted, things are being watered, this, that. I mean, look at what is being said about Apollos. Eloquent man. A mighty in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But after all that he has done, he needs God. He needs the unseen power and the unseen force. Okay. Now, the next thing that I need you to see is that the Holy Spirit brings change in the in Christianity in the faith there's there's someone there's a person called the Holy Spirit 
And I would like to tell you that pray about him and pray for him. Pray, when I say pray for him, not so that God will bless him, but pray, pray so that you will have more of him. So that's a pray for, like saying that pray for a car. So pray for the Holy Spirit. Ask God for the Holy Spirit. You as a Christian, ask God for, for the Holy Spirit. Because he's our teacher. He's our influencer. These you have influencers on social media, isn't it? The Holy Spirit is our influencer. He's the one who speaks to us. He's the one who guides us. He's the one who orders our steps. He's, he's the one who controls us. He controls us. John chapter 16. Verse 7. Let's start from verse 7. Yes. Are you understanding the living? Yes. The living. It's unseen. Become, become masters of unseen things. And people who have faith. Faith in the unseen. When you have faith in the unseen, you become a different person. He says that nevertheless I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. When he comes, other scriptures say that he will convict. He, say he, he will reprove. It's like, it's, like, it's like he would he would bring our attention to it and he will point it out to us and he will make us aware we'll be aware of sin we'll be aware of righteousness and we'll be aware of judgment without the Holy Spirit you are not aware of all these things you just live you just live that's why you used to fornicate you didn't feel anything wrong with that in fact, in fact, when you are, when you, you don't even have the Holy Spirit, and you are in church, like in a setting like this, and you hear about fornication, you even get irritated. Yeah. It's like, it's like what? You wonder, it's like what? I mean, what, what's, what's the problem? Because you see, you see, I can't, I can't convict you of sin. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. The day you experience even a drop of the Holy Spirit. No one will teach you some things. That's the scripture says that he teaches us all things. No one will tell you stop. No one will tell you that is wrong. Nobody will tell you don't do that. You will discover that somebody is telling you. An unseen force is working in you. That's what I said. You know, you have to pray for, you have to pray to have him. You have to pray to have him. And to have him all the time. He will make you a better person. You'll be a, you'll, you'll be, you'll become a stronger person and a stronger believer. Okay, so, when he's come, he will reprove of sin. He will prove of righteousness. And he will prove of judgment. So people don't care about judgment. It's like, well, what is judgment? If you hear the Holy Spirit, what you sow, you reap. It's like, that's why they behave in a way. That's why, that's, that's why you see ungrateful people. And grateful people because they don't, they don't even care. They don't even care that they even owe thank you to somebody. They don't even care. Yes. They don't remember anything. They don't remember and they don't want to remember. 
and they find and they find they find those who remember and those who are grateful they find them they, they think they are zombies but they have the spirit those who remember have the spirit so they are, they are convicted of righteousness a right way of conducting yourself and then they are convicted of judgment that when you are unthankful when you are unthankful you will be judged when you are ungrateful you are ungrateful be careful when somebody has been a blessing to you before be careful how you handle that person and how you treat that person that's the burden of love yes when someone has helped you before whether the person even knows it or not directly or indirectly be careful about the people who have been a blessing to you I'm not saying worship them Be careful about your relationship with that person When the person has helped you has been a ble- that's what you, you see To simplify things That's what the scripture says That honor your father and your mother yes, Just honor them Because as you grow up You start analyzing things Analyzing is not the same as honoring Listen, just honor them. Just honor them. But you start analyzing. Was, was he a good father? Was he a good mother? Is she a good mother? Is she a this? Is he this? And then you start discovering all the things and you are stripping away every honor you can give to the person. Yes. I'm so glad the scripture didn't say that honor your good fathers. Or honor, or honor the responsible fathers. Sometimes, to shut your beak is enough to honor someone. To shut your beak. Say nothing. Have nothing to say. Shut, shut your what? Your beak. Yes. Because when you open that beak, what you will say amounts to dishonor. So sometimes the best thing you can do say nothing. There are so many things to talk about in this life. If you, if you talk, talk about Ghanaian Jollof and Nigerian Jollof, you are safer. 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 You are safer, but you are safer. It's safer than dishonoring. Waste, waste, waste your time and talk about jollof. What, what type of rice do you use to cook jollof? What's the best type of rice to cook jollof with? Yes. Yes. Or talk about football. You'll be safer. You'll be safer than to discuss that daddy wasn't there. This mommy didn't da da. Mommy didn't da da. Daddy didn't da da da. Da da daddy da 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 da. Before you even became aware of your name, some good has been done to you already. Yes, yes. And that man that you say you've never seen before. You have his name. Gave you a name. Sit down. Let me continue my preaching. (laughs) So, yes. Yes. Oh, you're not aware that you have his name. If you're not aware, you, you, uh, you, you are becoming aware. Okay, next verse, next verse says that. Verse 9 says that. Of sin because they believe not on me. Verse 10. 
of righteousness because I go to my father and see and you see me no more. Verse 11, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Keep going. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And what he, and, and he will show you things to come. Verse 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. Are you still there? Okay, verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. Can you see what Jesus is saying? He's saying that what the Holy Spirit is coming to teach you is are things that are, belongs to him. So he shall take of his and show it to you. Okay, yes. Verse 16. A little while and you shall not see me, and again a little while and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. Then said some of the disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us a little while? And you shall not see me, and again a little while and you shall see me, and because I go to the Father. Okay. <laughs> they, they said therefore, What is this that he saith a little while? We cannot tell what he saith. Verse 19. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do you inquire among yourselves of, 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 of that I said a little while and you shall not see me? And again, a little while and you shall see me. Verse 20. Are you in verse 20? <laughs> Very well I say unto you that you shall weep and lament, but the well shall rejoice and you shall be sorrowful. But your sorrow shall be turned into joy. May every sorrow be turned into joy. Verse 21. Are you enjoying the reading of scriptures? Are you happy that we are reading the Bible? A woman when she's in travail has sorrow. Because her hour has come. That is a woman when she's in labor. Okay, when she's about to give birth has sorrow. Because her labor has come. So as it is painful. Okay. <laughs> but as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for the joy that a man is born into the, the world. Have you ever said a, a woman who has just given birth in the hospital before? She's very, very, very happy. She's very, very happy. Yes. Yeah. The, fir- the first time I saw labor, which was my first child, I said to myself, never again. Never again. And I said to her wife that if you get pregnant again, it's your fault. <laughs> I said, for me, never again. I can I said, I cannot put a human being through this again. Never again. If you want to do it. And as I was talking, she, she, it was almost like, what are you even talking about? Now, what are you even saying? Next, we're in the house. The next thing I heard, she said she was pregnant. So I told you, it's not me. I don't know anything about it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know where you got it from. I don't know what tablet you took or what water you drank. Yes. Maybe you mix, you mix malt and coke. I don't, I don't know what you did. Yes. Verse 22. He says that. Ye now therefore have sorrow when you shall, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy 
no man taketh from you. Anyway, we read all this for, for happiness. But you see him talking about the Holy Spirit. That when you have him, when you have him, he will teach you. He will convict you. He will show, he will show you things. So you see, with your, your separation or you're not having a deep relationship with the Holy Spirit means that you are taking yourself out of a lot of teachings and instructions. Because he's the one who will do a lot of things for you. Even when you are reading the Bible, you need the Holy Spirit to be with you. You need him to be with you, to teach you what you are reading. Because when, when it's not, when it's not there, it's as good as reading the newspaper. Yeah, it's as good as you are reading this. Like, you, do, you don't even know what you are reading. Sometimes you'll be reading before and like you're falling asleep. Yes. 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 And you see, and the, the truths of life, there are truths of life that you need to gain. You see, you need to gain it early. You need to see some of the things early so that you can make wise decisions for, your, for yourself. There are truths about marriage. There are truths about marriage that you can see that people don't have it. You can see from their debates and their arguments and even their choices. Even their choices and then what they want to choose. You can see what this person wants to choose is purely based on the flesh. Of course you are in the flesh so you have to you choose something that looks nice to you. But when, when your physical factors far outweigh, it's almost as if sometimes when you hear people talking, almost as if they don't even, they don't even care if the person is a Christian or not. They don't even care. They don't, even, they don't even care the spiritual state of the person. You see, this is someone who is lacking in the truths of marriage. It's like the things you have listed. What contribution does it make to marriage? Most of those things make no contribution. No contribution. No contribution. Zero contribution. Yet, that is what the person is bent on having. And you see that this person lacks a certain understanding. That is why, that's why you say you want hips. What, I mean, what contribution does hips sell for? Yes. What contribution is it going to make? How does it help us? How is it going to help you? What is it going to do for you? How many, how many pictures will you take of those bones on the sides? No. No, do you know, do you know what hips are? Have you ever touched one before? Do you know what is there? Contribution or the truth about the ministry that you have, the truth about the truth about the basenta that you say you are struggling with. It's the Holy Spirit that will teach you. Why is it like this? Why is this not like this? Because you see, you need you need the understanding and the truth about what you have. 
to be able to do better with it. You, you need a certain, a certain mind. It is the Holy Spirit that will teach you. It's the Holy Spirit that will suddenly open your eyes to see that this is what is working. A lot of people think they know something that they don't know. Yes. Yes. I don't know how old you are, but I have discovered a lot of people think when they see something, they feel we know what it is, but they really don't know what it is. Did you change by verse? We're talking about the spirit of truth. Are you there? You've traveled. Did somebody tamper with my verse? Somebody a little bit. Yes. He shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, he shall speak. He shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, he shall speak. He shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, he shall speak. That's the Holy Spirit. He will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall speak. People say that we shouldn't soak in messages and preach. But when I read about the Holy Spirit, he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, he shall speak. People say that they want to be original. They say they want to be original. They say they are original. Someone is lowering my volume. Nobody has touched it. Okay. Okay, no problem. Sorry for the accusation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The Bible said, I shall not falsely accuse that name. Why is it a serious accusation? I apologize. Yes. So you see, you need, guys, you need the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, you need him to teach you about the truths of everything that you are doing. Everything that you are doing. There is something about it that you need to know. Why it is working. Why it is not working. How it will work. What will make it not working. Your relationship, you need to know. How, how, what would I do that will spoil this relationship so that I won't do it? So that I will stop doing it. The moods, the attitude, the mood swings, it doesn't help. But you see, you need, no matter when it is said, you don't even believe it. When you say you don't believe it, so you need something else to teach you. You need a conviction to tell them this thing is wrong. Don't do it. Don't be, even when you feel like it, don't do it. Yes, you need the Holy Spirit. You know, Holy Spirit to, to show you how to even relate with people. You say you are a shepherd. How to relate with people. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Is that you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sit down. So pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray. When you pray for the Holy Spirit, He will guide you. He will guide you to what book to read. He will guide you to what message to listen to. See, He says that He is going to guide us into all truth. He is going to guide you. He's going to guide you. He's going to show you what road to walk on that you will discover truths of your life. So he show you which book to read, which message to listen to. 
He would even give you prayer topics to pray. Prayer topics to pray. Yes. He's guiding. He's like, he's like a guide. He's like a guide. He'll guide you. He'll guide you into the truth. He will guide you. He will, he will guide you away from danger. To guide you away from it. If you, it's like, if you enter into this thing, that's the end of your, your life and your ministry. So he'll guide you away from it. When he's guiding you away, don't fight. Don't insist. Don't insist. That is why he will also be the one who will be convicting you of sin and of righteousness. So he's the one. You see, nobody will tell you that you are in the wrong relationship or in the wrong place. You know it. Most people know it when they are doing it. They know it. If you have the Holy Spirit, you will know it. He'll be telling you. He'll be telling you where you are is the wrong place. What you are doing is the wrong thing. He, he will be telling you. He will be telling you. You are doing the wrong thing. You are about to destroy yourself. Your friends are the wrong friends. He, I mean, he will be telling you. But you see, understand today that he's a guide. He's a guide. So he'll be guiding you. He'll be guiding you. When he guides you away, and then you bounce back. You should know that it's your, your self-will. Because it's not telling us that he's going to take over our lives and do things for us. No. Even, even speaking in tongues, if you don't speak it, you can never speak it. Because I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to you in English now. Okay, I have decided to speak in tongues. And then I've decided to speak English again. So I have the Holy Spirit, but when I decide to give him permission to speak through me, he speaks through me. Yes. He doesn't, he doesn't force me. He's not, he's not going to force me. He's not going to force me that as you are, as you are speaking in English, change to tongues. Oh, now I want to speak in English, but I can't speak in English. 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 It's not like that. That's what the scripture says that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. It's subject. The, the, the prophet has control over the spirit of to, what to say and what not to say. You can never tell us that you lost it and then something something took over. You don't even know what took over you. No. You have control over it. You have control. So he will guide. That's what he said. He will guide us. He will lead us gently into all truths. He will lead us gently into all truths. He will lead you gently. You will be discovering things. You will see the truth about church growth. You see the truth about happy beloved Dawson. There you discover you don't need sex to be happy in a relationship. He'll show you the truth about happy marriage. I was sitting there when one lady was complaining about her husband. Complaining over, over to me. Useless things. And then somebody, another lady was there. And the lady asked her, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Yes. Do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Which one do you want? Sit down so that those who are sitting can see me. Think about others, okay? Sometimes you have to think about others. Yes. Yes. Do you want to be happy or do you want, do you want to be right? Because many times people fight to be right. They don't, they don't fight to be happy. And because 
and because they don't play chess, so they only think of the move that looks right to them. They don't think of what will happen to them after they have made this move. If they were good chess players, you don't just think about your move. When you think about your move, you imagine what will happen to me. So when you are fighting for your right, you don't even think that when I get what I want, what state am I leaving the person in? Yes. What is what's going to happen to him? If he gives me what I want, what he has been reluctant to do as I'm forcing and manipulating, when he gives it to me, how is he going to feel? Is he going to be happy? But see, you are just imagining that once you have it, both of you are going to be happy bunnies. But you can't have light and darkness in the same room. You have to decide, do I want light or do I want darkness? As soon as light comes on, darkness is dismissed. So some of the things that sometimes you insist on, when you have it, there will be no unhappiness. Even though you've proven that you are right. But you'll be sad for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, let's try and finish. Are you there? So, there. Next thing is that prosperity and promotion are caused by hidden factors in the kingdom. Yes. Psalm 75. Prosperity and promotion are caused by hidden factors. I want you to leave this service having great respect for hidden things and knowing what the hidden things are. It's God, the Holy Spirit. Now you're about to see God again. (laughs) Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks for what thy name is near. For that thy name is near thy wondrous works, declare. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillars of it. Sela means think about it. Verse 4. I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly. And unto the wicked, lift not up the horn. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east or from the west or from the south. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. So if you want prosperity and promotion, it is God. It's not going to come from the east. It's not going to come from the west. It's not going to come from the south. It is God. It's God who lifts up one and sets down another. So if you are looking for promotion, pray to God. Go to the invisible power and the invisible source. When, when he tells you, when he shows you his covenants, his covenants, his covenants of as long as the earth remaineth, as long as the earth remaineth, seed time 
and harvest will not cease. When he says that these are the words of God, that so long as the earth, are we on earth? Yes. You, you can stamp on the ground and be sure. That, yes. Can you say that you are here? Yes. The scripture says that as long as you can feel the earth, there's a principle in action. Seed time, harvest to never end. Anytime you sow, in other words, anytime you sow, you will reap. Anytime you sow, you will reap. That's why sometimes you see some unbelievers, they, 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 are, they are blessed. Yes, because consciously or unconsciously, they practice things and say, God, God does not lie. God can change some things. He has said that as long as the earth remaineth, when you sow, there will be a harvest for you. Once you sow, if you don't sow, don't expect a harvest. He said, once you sow, once, once you are a giver, you will be, you will live a blessed life. Yes. He said, while, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest. There's a cold and heat. I had a meeting with some people a few days ago. They said from another country, they said to me that it looks as if your dressing has changed. I said, yes, because the weather is changing. Yes. They said, it looks, it looks like your dress, you said, it looks like your dressing is changing. I said, yes, because the weather is changing. That's cold and heat. Summer and winter. Day and night. Day and night. A few, a few weeks ago, at this time, if you look outside, it will be bright and sunny. Here we are. As long as the earth, check if the earth is there. Check if the earth is, yes. These things will not cease. Yes, it will not cease. It's not going to cease. You sow, you reap. That is God. And finally, finally for tonight, is that, is that God teaches us, or the Bible teaches us, to practice secret righteousness. Okay, secret righteousness. So be masters of secret righteousness. Because the kingdom is like 11. Okay. So Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6. Take heed that you do not do your arms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise you have no reward of your father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine arms, do not sound the trumpet before thee. As the hypocrites do in the synagogues. And in the streets that they may have glory of, of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Okay. But when thou doest alms, at that as in given, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand is, do, is doing. Just thy left hand and right hand. The, the closest people around you should you know that it's, don't be boasting about it look I'm a giver I even gave this person this and you know, have you seen the shoes he's wearing I'm the one who bought it for her That when you do something for someone, don't expect the same person to do something back to you. Allow God to provide the harvest. The harvest is bigger than what that person can give to you. It's bigger. Yes. So allow God to select the source. 
Otherwise, you always be angry. Hey, you see her wedding. I did everything. Now it's my wedding. She didn't even come. Because when you, you can't, can't you say when you go to your wedding, she was breastfeeding. That's why she couldn't come. She has not slept. She has not slept through the night. This baby has been crying, uh, breastfeeding. Uh, so I, I love, you to God has given you other people to attend to you. Others, others will do your hair for you, will do your nails for you. Will do, don't say, look, I did everything for her. I even, I even gave her a bath. I bathed her. Now yours is not coming. Why? Why? Allow. Allow what? Allow God to bless you. Yes. Oh. Why are you like that? Anyway, okay, let's let's finish reading. My, my time, you know my time is up, isn't it? I'm told you about secret righteousness, the living, secret righteousness now. And this is our last point. Next verse, my dear. <laughs> that, thine, that thine arms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. So the first practice of secret righteousness is in given. Wow. When you do things, when you do things, don't put a tag and say, you too, you have to pay me back. Don't expect the same person to pay you back. Expect God, expect God to reward you. Yes, expect God to reward you. Expect God to raise people to bless you back. Yes. You'll be surprised that you'll give an offering. You'll give an offering. Your reward that you have, your reward that you have is somebody marking your papers. Marking your exam. And the person will say, oh no, I can see this is what she wanted to say. I'll give it to her. She seems to know it. I'll give it to her. I'll give it to her. Whilst you are, whilst you are constantly checking your bank account to see whether some miracle money has come. Miracle money can come. There are miracle money. But you see, for that person to give you that grade, will give you thousands for the rest of your life. Thousands for the rest of your life. Thousands. So allow God to reward you. And he, he says that he will reward you openly. Amen. Next one, next one. My dear, let's move on. Verse 5. And when thou prayest, when thou prayest, Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Pray in secret. In other words, in other words, you see, in other words, 
a lot of the things that we see, the rewards that we see openly. Someone is blessed. Someone's ministry is blessed. Someone's life is blessed. Someone's life is a certain way. Why is his life always going well? Why is things working out for this person? Why does it? It's because of secret practices. Secret practices. People have secret practices. It's like you. It's you said you. You are very lucky. You're very lucky, but because you pray in secret. Pray in secret. Give offerings. Be a giver. Be a generous person. Be a generous person. When you see opportunities to give, give. Don't be stingy. Be a giver. And then be prayerful. Be prayerful. Prayer changes things. I'm telling you, prayer changes a lot of things. Prayer changes a lot of things. <laughs> it says that, and your father which seeth in secret. It says, it's, like, it's the father who will see the secret things. Man will not see the secret things, but God will see the secret things. It says, he shall reward thee openly. He shall reward thee openly. So, first secret practice is giving. Second secret practice is prayer. Hide and pray as a basenta leader. Hide and pray. Don't just be on the phone sending reminders. Hide and pray. For your reminders to be effective, you must have prayed. Hide and pray. Pray. Pray about what you are doing. Pray about your schoolwork. Ask somebody who, who, who used to say who used to say to us that pray, pray like you haven't studied and study like you haven't prayed. Yes. He said, when you are praying, he said, pray as though your prayer is writing the exam. And then when you are studying, study as if you have no God. You know the Bible says that the horses, the chariots are prepared for the battle. But victory comes from the Lord. Victory comes from him. You can study and study and study and study and study. But you will discover that to pass is a mysterious thing. I mean to pass is a mysterious thing. It's a mysterious thing. It's a mysterious thing. It's a, it's a mis- I mean, the thing called victory, it belongs to the Lord. It belongs to the Lord. That is why you must pray. That's why you must pray. That's why you must pray about everything. Everything. Because, you see, I don't know how spiritual, how spiritually sensitive you are, but every good thing that, every, almost every good thing that God is bringing or you are being led into, there will be some form, sort of opposition. If you joke with it, it can easily not happen. If you joke, it can easily not have it. So you have to you have to learn to pray about everything. Because the horse is prepared for the day of battle. You have you have really studied. So as the exam is on Monday, by Friday afternoon, you are you are you are saying to yourself, they should bring the exam now. They should bring it. You are ready. Yes, that's the horse that is prepared. But victory comes from God. Victory comes from God. Victory comes from God. You have to, you have to learn, you have to learn how to go on your knees 
and pray in secret and the Bible says God will reward thee openly give me my next verse but when you pray use not vain repetitions that he even do for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking be not like unto them for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him after this manner okay jump okay unless we've missed uh, one passage there's one more secret righteousness I'll find it for you she has lost it okay it's there don't worry she'll find it for you are you there where are you bring yourself okay John 6 let's do John 6 let's do John 6 and verse 16 John 6 verse 16 John 6 verse 16 John chapter 6 verse 16 John chapter 6 is there moreover when you fast John okay okay Matthew she likes it Matthew she's right you are right Matthew Matthew 6 16 okay Matthew why are you accusing her she was right I was wrong Matthew 6 16 it says that moreover when you fast be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance for they disfigure their faces there's a big one they are fasting everybody can tell that they are fasting moody moody grumpy yes mm. for the for the disfigure you can say it for the disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast verily I say unto you they have their reward <laughs> but thou but you but you when you fast anoint thine head it means that get your hair fixed put the edges on yes okay and and wash your face wash in other words tidy your face up Not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Yes. Yes. There is, there is a power that is released into your life through fasting. There is a power. There's a power. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have said that this kind goeth not but by prayer and fasting. There are, that was just one example. There must be a number of things that can only be resolved by prayer and fasting. Yes, a number of things. A number of things. There are stubborn situations in in your life. They behave like, they behave like the spirit of the anaconda. It wraps itself around you. You can't, you can't easily shake it off. You can't feel like, like you've seen a spider on the back of your hand and then you no 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 that's and you can't shake an anaconda off. They embrace you like that. There, there are some issues that embrace you. It's like I'm with you. I'm not killing you, but I'm with you. Or I'm killing you slowly. 
You need prayer and fasting. You need to introduce the power dimension of your prayer by adding fasting to the prayer. And he shall reward you openly. Before you realize you are free. But nobody knows that you've been fasting. Nobody knows that you've been fasting and praying. You walk around normal, you move around coolly, but through the fasting, God will reward you openly. Fasting always brings power into your life. Yes. Fasting always brings power into your life. There's a certain power that comes in that you do you won't have and you won't see until you bring fasting into your life. And when you are young, you can you can fast better and pray better. And anytime you are fasting, you should pray. Never choose a fasting time when you can't pray. Yes. Otherwise it's hunger strike. So when you go to fast, plan your life that you can have time to pray, to be praying. Not that you are just walking around hungry. And waiting, waiting for, waiting for six o'clock. That's why, that's why sometimes it's better to live like a fasted life. When your, your, your time, your schedule and your timetable is a little funny. So that anytime you get, you can pray. So because you are living a fasted life for the week or for, for the month or whatever. It's like a fasted life. You eat just little here, then you're moving on. Just little here, then you're moving on. So anytime you get, you can pray. Yeah, because you may not get a whole week that okay I'm fasting this week and I need I need three hours I need five hours every day to pray so rather switch into a fasted lifestyle pray here a little have a cup of tea pray here a little have a cup of tea and biscuits pray here a little here you are moving you are, so you are moving on you are you are you see before you realize you are you are autopilot you are airborne you are airborne and you are not starving yes there's strength to live there's strength to live you are not di- you are not dieting. Dieting is this is difficult. Yes. Before before you re- before you realize in a few days you are you are you are in the air. Yes, you are in the you are airborne. You are flying in the spirit. You are flying. You are chasing demons away. You are overcoming devils. Just by the fastest fasted life. Just some tea here, toast here. Tea here, biscuits here, this like that. You see, you, you see, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You'll be full. You have a cup of tea and two biscuits. You'll be okay. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll be okay. You have a toast, toast here, a glass of orange juice. You'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be okay. You realize you've been praying. You've been praying. You've been praying. You've been praying. You've been praying, you've been praying and eating light, but you've been praying. Power is coming into your life. Power is coming into your life. Power is coming into your life. Yes. These are the exercises when you take yourself to before a problem has disappeared. And you actually wonder, where, where did it go? It's, it's been a long time since I had the edge to do this, or I felt like doing that. Before it's disappeared into your life. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. So, giving, prayer, fasting, they are unseen, invisible powers that moves the hand of God 
and he will reward you openly. Take your seat so I can tell you to stand up. Yes. This is the parable of the living. The unseen forces of Christianity. The unseen powers. The unseen powers. They are unseen things. Major in the unseen things. A lot of things will change about you. People will be wondering, how did you get this? How did you get that? How, how come you are having this? It's because you are a master of the unseen. A lot of people like uh, physical things and outward things. Did you realize that? Yeah. They want all night. We all here all night. Then they are jumping around. But that's the only time they pray. Yes. 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 What you do in public, if you do it alone in your room, things will change. And things will be different. Oh yeah, things will be very, 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 very different. Very, 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 very different. The jumping, you jump when everybody is looking and say, wow, she can really pray. Look at how she's praying. But I mean, it's if she can, as if she can see some physical demon. So when you see them pray, as if they can actually see a demon that they are chasing. I mean, no problem. Pray. It's good to pray. Whatever strategy you have to stay awake and to stay alive, do it. But I'm saying that what you do in public, if you practice it in secret, what a difference. What a difference it will make to you. Stand to your feet now. I want you to pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit today. Yes. Today I feel we should pray for the Holy Spirit. So just pray for him for just a short moment. Just pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray. Ask God for the Holy Spirit because we need him to guide us. We need him to guide us and to guide us into all truth. We need him to guide. We need his guidance. Pray for him. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray. Everybody pray. Speak to him. Speak. 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 Don't pray in your head. Speak. Don't think about your prayer. Speak it out. Say, say what you are praying. Say it. Speak to him. Ask God for the Holy Spirit. He'll guide you. He'll guide you. He'll guide you. He'll guide you. He'll guide you to different things and different aspects. He will guide. He will guide. Things you don't have answers to. You can't, you don't seem to be able to get your head around it. Guide into the truth. You guide into the truth. You guide into the truth. You guide into the different truths of life. He will guide. He'll be your guide. He'll be your guide. He'll be your guide. He'll be your guide. He will be your guide. Pray for the Holy Spirit.
Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. Deep in my heart, I feel far from God. I don't have a relationship with Him. I feel tonight is my night. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. 
while every eye is closed and every head is bowed. If you're here like that, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are. Lift up very quickly and I'll pray with you. Wherever you are, stand there, just your right hand. That Yes, yes, Lord, I want to give my life to Jesus today. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Lift up high. God bless you as you lift up your hand. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hand. You want to give your life to Jesus today. Don't think about anybody. Don't think about anybody. Don't think about yourself and your salvation. Do I have Jesus or do I not have him? If I drop dead today, will it be heaven or hell for me? Think about that and make that decision. Think about that and make that decision. Lift up your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus. I can see your hands. I see all your hands. Just the right hand. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. I need Jesus in my life. I need God in my life. Just the right hand. You have your hand lifted up. I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seats. Come. Come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus, you can come. Come very quickly. Come quickly. Help us as we say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe Jesus died and he rose up on the third day. Now say, Heavenly Father, please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. I'll say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. And be the master of my life. Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and for making me a child of yours. Thank you, Father, for your love, for your care, and for making me a child of yours today. Jesus name Father let them be blessed let them be established in you thank you for salvation that you give freely to your people in Jesus name Amen God bless you please receive your books and your gifts so receive these gifts before you go it's for you it's yours and you may go to your seats God bless you come for them as they go back to their seats come for them It's time for communion. We want to receive communion.
If you don't have one already, you can wave. The one will be sent to you. Next week, do try and put it on your chairs before you come. Oh, it's under the chair. Okay, it should be under your chair, I'm told. So I think next week, do change the strategy and put it on top of the chair so that you see it. Okay. Since you can't see under, we'll see on top. It's simple, isn't it? Beautiful. Oh, Jesus, we thank you for that great sacrifice on Calvary's cross. All the victories you won on that cross, we claim it today. We receive it today. We claim it. We take it. We receive it today, Lord. All the victories, all the victories, all the victories that applies to us today, we receive it today. We receive it as a blessing as we partake of the Lord's body and the Lord's blood, Lord. Thank you, O God, that those victories shall be established in our lives. I bless every bread and I bless every cup and I declare this is the communion, the body of Christ. Eat it. your two hands Jesus come amongst us touch us heal us let every struggle cease I pray against every struggle you have experienced every struggle you are experiencing may cease in the name of Jesus say amen let every difficulty be taken away Lord let anything that is hard and difficult Lord may be made easy may be simplified give us wisdom to overcome and to find a way out thank you father for that victory let this week be loaded with victories let it be loaded with blessings. Let the coming week be loaded with your mercies and favor, oh God. Bless your children that they may be blessed. Give your children victories that they shall be victorious, oh God. Give them victories. Give them blessings. And give them favor. Thank you, Lord, for promotion and for your help. Every Saturday, Lord, we gather here in your presence. And we partake of the Lord's body and the Lord's blood, Lord. Turn it, O oh God, into a blessing for us. Reward us openly, Lord, for this practice that we go through every Saturday night, Lord. Let there be victories. Let there be testimonies. Let there be healings. Let there be breakthroughs. Let there be favor. Let there be open doors, O oh God. 
tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Say a better amen. Beautiful. God bless you. Take your seats. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.